nothing wrong with new ideas. New ideas are fine. Uh, you know, I don't want to be stale. I want to be fresh and up to date. But I do know that there's nothing more real and fresh than when someone is born into the kingdom of God. It changes a family. It can have a big impact on a church when there are people that are born again in, uh, in our church. And uh, so that, that's something that we certainly need to make uh, a matter of prayer here tonight. Brethren, this is chapter Romans 10 and 1. Brethren, my heart's desire in prayer to God for Israel if they might, is that they might be saved. For I bear, rec- bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not to thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart. And that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Back to the basics of salvation what it means to really be saved and to get back to just proclaiming that that is the message that is so desperately needed. Amen. Just to get back to old time, old fashioned Bible salvation. And that's not something that's old or stale. That's something that's new and fresh. Uh, And there's a newness that comes whenever people are born again. And there's a newness that comes to your life and my life when God uses us to proclaim the gospel to somebody that is, that is lost and in need. Romans 1 and 16 uh, says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, uh, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Rebecca quoted that verse uh, tonight. And uh, the reality is just that, that the gospel as simple And uh, plain as it is, it has power behind it. There is power in the message of the gospel. Whenever you share the good news with people, there is power. There's a punch to it. There's an impact uh, to it. And uh, powerful enough that it can penetrate hearts and can change lives and uh, can bring them to that place. Uh, that they will cry out to Jesus, cry out to the Lord and repent and come to the Lord. Paul here is describing um, his concern for Israel, who were really his comrades, his brethren, his relatives, his friends. And he said, 
My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Israel is a very religious nation and uh, he's talking to a very religious people. And a lot of times whenever you are praying for the lost and reaching out to the lost, there's a lot of people that they, they just think, well, I'm okay. I'm okay with God. And they have been deceived into thinking that, that they're fine and that they are right with the Lord. Paul said, I'm, my heart and my prayer is for these that they would be saved. Right. So would you allow the Lord to burden your heart, to talk to you, to speak to you about the lost condition of those around you, maybe in your household, maybe in your family, those that, uh, that, that need the Lord. And just realize, as simple and basic as it is, it is the, it's the only hope. It is the only hope. For you see, the Jews, they depended on their own righteousness, their obedience to the law. It wasn't enough. Do you understand that you can't, of your own power, be good enough? You can't be righteous enough. You just cannot. I mean, you can do all kinds of good things or you can decide I'm not going to do certain things and avoid certain practices and, and sins or, or activities. But none of that really saves you. That doesn't make you holy. The only thing that makes you holy is the blood of Jesus Christ. It is his righteousness that makes us holy. And it's only in him. Romans 6 and 4. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so we also should walk in newness of life. Amen. That there should be a, 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 a resurrection that takes place in your life. Not unlike what happened to Jesus so that we would experience newness of life or resurrection life. And that is real salvation. Amen. That's what it means to, to really know the Lord and to be saved. You can do good deeds. Nothing wrong with doing good deeds. Uh, I'm all for it. Uh, nothing wrong with, uh, you know, acts of kindness and generosity. And a lot of people, if you pinpoint them and ask them, are you a Christian, uh, then they would probably back up and say, well, I don't really, I'm not really an organized religious type person, but I'm a good person. I, and I want to be kind to people and good to people. And I want to give to, to people that are in need. This little football player that uh, had the heart attack, he had a $2,500 goal for some in his community for for toys for children. And uh, he wanted to raise $2,500. Well, when he fell over in front of millions of people, people, people want to give. They just feel like we want to do something here. And so there have been over $8 million now given to his little toy project that he just wanted it. And that's all good. That's all fine uh, to give generously and to do good deeds for people. Nothing wrong with that. It's a good thing uh, to give to people and to give to people in need, but it doesn't save you. 
It doesn't save you. No amount of good deeds, no amount of if your own self-righteous efforts can ever save you. And so we're dealing with, just like Paul was dealing with a, a religious people, many times we deal with people who have their own righteousness. They have their own religion of sorts. It may not be a religion where I go to church, but they have their own mindset, their own religion. This is what I do. This is how I please God. This is the way that I live my life. I live out of kindness and generosity and showing love to people. All those things are good, but it's not enough. It's not enough. They have to come to Jesus and they have to confess their sins and they have to put their faith and their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that the Lord will take that person and transform him and transform him. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You want something new and fresh in this new year? Then let's pray over our little prayer list here and ask the Lord to bring newness of life to the, to the individuals that you put on that list. And if you fill up the front, then just turn it over and write as many names as the Lord puts on your heart and pray daily for those that are lost. Let me tell you, prayer works. Prayer works. I'm telling you, years and years, probably 13 or 14 years of praying for Zach and many, many other people. The knows that were here Friday night, they, uh, they knew of Zach's needs years ago and they had prayed for him and she came to me after the service and said, how's Zach doing? And I was so glad that I could say, you know, I think he's doing better than I've ever known him to do. Every time that I talk to him, he's talking to me about the Lord and about the Bible and about spiritual things and uh, uh, the other night he talked to us, Marsha and I were with him, we're on the phone with him and the speak, uh, put it on speakerphone so she could hear uh, the conversation and he was talking about uh, my walk with Jesus now. And I'm just like, who is this boy that I'm talking to? This is not the, this is not the same person. God has done a work, but it's because a lot of people for a lot of years have not given up. They have prayed. Many of you all have prayed uh, for him and other people that knew of him. Like I mentioned, this sister No uh, that took him on her heart and she said, I, we pray for him all the time. And many, many people that I know of have prayed and the prayers are working. The prayers have made a difference and there's a transformation that's going on in his life. So there's not anybody there's not anybody that uh, might be on your mind or your heart that you might include in this prayer list that God can't talk to them and deal with them and draw them into the kingdom of God. Praise God. And we're going to believe God for Brittany and Brandon that now, right now, I'm telling you, they've lived a dark life uh, and a long way from God and uh, in the depths of, of sin. But now to be talking about maybe we ought to get saved. Maybe we ought to turn to the Lord. Somehow, God arranges circumstances and people get desperately, desperate in their need and they cry out to God for help. Amen. 
we don't need to lose sight of the fact that this is really what we're all about. Now, the church has a lot of purpose and a lot of ministries, and I'm glad for every one of them. But nothing, nothing is more important than being a, a church that's focused upon people that are lost, people that are away from God. That should be the, the, the focus of our attention and our prayer, and, and it should be the thing that, that causes us uh, every day and every week and every time we come together, when you see people walk in the door and you, you wonder, who are these people? Well, instead of acting like they're strangers, we ought to say, Lord, did you send them here? Did you send them here because they need the Lord and because they need to be saved? And then pray for them and pray that they'll come to the Lord. Amen. So we don't need to lose sight of that. Hebrews chapter 2 we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip or just drift by. It's talking about the importance of the gospel. That we, we don't want to, we want to put that aside like it's not important. It is important. They need to hear the gospel. And they need to hear it from the pulpit, but they need to hear it from you in your own life, in your own testimonies, and, and let the Lord uh, use you. Don't let it slip by as if it's not important. It is the most important thing that we do as the, uh, and the work of the ministry and, the, and the, the outreach of the church is that the lost might come to the Lord. Verse 3, it says, how shall we escape if we ne neglect so great Salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. How shall we escape if we neglect so great of salvation? Let me tell you, there is no hope for people in this world except through Jesus. London, Kentucky, you know, it's a nice little community. A lot of good things and a lot of churches, and I understand that, but let me tell you, there's a lot, there's an element that's coming into our community that don't know God. More and more people, there's a whole generation of younger people and uh, of people in this community that don't know God and don't know much about God, and we, we, we don't want to neglect this important task, this important ministry. I think at the very core of what our church is, we need to be reminded that uh, this is who we are. This is what we are about. And uh, that we are about the loss. We are about seeing people come into the kingdom of God. That's the most important. That's why we do what we do. That's why we, are, we, are, why we exist here on South Main Street to be a lighthouse to lost people so that they'll come and get help and find the Lord. The Apostle Paul said, my heart's desire and prayer to God is that they might be saved. Paul was expressing his concern for his own people, for his own nation, and some of his own relatives, people that were dependent upon their own righteousness. He said, I bear record, verse 2, that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. What was he talking about? He was talking about the fact that they, they knew the law and it had been instilled in them since they were children. They knew the, the, the hundreds of laws and the statutes. They knew all the law, but they didn't know Jesus. And they didn't know him who had, brought, uh, who had fulfilled the law and had paid the complete 
uh, uh, price and penalty for all of the law. Let me tell you, if you read through uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, you can read through that and you're going to get pretty overwhelmed by all of the ritual and the law. It's like, how can we ever live up to that? And the answer is, we cannot. Amen. We cannot. It's impossible. That's the reason why that Jesus came. Verse 4, for Christ is the end of the law, or he paid the price. When he went to the cross and shed his blood, he took care of all of our failures and our disobedience of the law and our coming short of the law. Jesus paid for it all. He is the end of the law for the righteous, for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Amen. So when you read through all the laws of the Old Testament there in Numbers, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, it's pretty overwhelming. And thank God that Jesus came as a fulfillment of all that, and he put an end to all of that, and he died so that all of us can be forgiven and can have the righteousness of Christ Jesus himself. Amen. For all that uh, our efforts, let me tell you, it's a vain effort if you just work and try and try hard to, to please God, you're going to come up short. If you're trying in your own strength and your own ability, you're going to come up short. You're not going to be able to please God. There's no way that you can please him in your own flesh and your own ability. And that's what the apostle was talking to that Jewish nation about. Your righteousness is insufficient. You've put your confidence in your own ability to obey all of those mosaic laws. You can't do it. We needed Jesus to fulfill all of that. And he went to the cross and he shed his blood and he provided a way for us to be forgiven. And not just us, but for everyone. Everyone in this world. Hallelujah. Everyone in this world. So it's at the very core of all that we believe as a church that we believe that God can change anyone by his power. There's not anybody he can't save. No one that is too far that God can't reach them. That's a very basic doctrine, basic uh, theology, but the reality is we can't save them, but he can. We can't change them, but he can. And it is only through uh, God and his mighty power and that a man can be saved. So our own efforts uh, to, to live a righteous and a holy life are going to come up short. We're going to fall short unless we have put our faith and our trust in the Lord. Amen. Verse 8. But what saith that the word is nigh thee in thy mouth and in thy, and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. It's as simple as this. It's simple, but a person that's lost can with their mouth confess the Lord Jesus. They can put their faith in Jesus and they can be saved. It's pretty. Let's don't overcomplicate it. Let's don't overcomplicate it and make people feel like they've got all these things that they've got to fulfill and they've got to do. No, where do, it starts with Jesus. It starts with forgiveness. It begins with the confession of their mouth. Amen. Yes. 
Praise the Lord. The word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's simple. That's basic doctrine. And it's the truth. And it's the only means whereby men can be saved. Amen. As they put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, well, what about all their lifestyle and all their wickedness and all the things that they're involved in? And, you know, the Lord has a way by his grace of working in a person's life after they get saved. After they get born again. Then he works in their life. His grace is, is, is faithful to work in their life. Uh, the grace of God leads them into a righteous life, into a holy life. Uh, the grace of God empowers them to live a life that they could never live themselves. But once they get saved, then they have the heart, the, the ability to serve the Lord. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. Would you take this little prayer list and start with me, join with me, in 2023, praying for a number of people that are, that are so far away from God. But God, he wants, to, he wants to touch their hearts and he wants to save them. And don't, don't lose heart. Just believe by the simple act of their confession of their sins and their faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior that they can be saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. And let's take on the heart of the Apostle Paul. This is my heart's desire, and this is my prayer. Amen. My heart's desire is I want to see them saved. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's, let's believe the Lord uh, tonight. We're saved only because that Jesus paid the price on the cross for everyone to be born again, for everyone to be cleansed and forgiven of their sins. When we come and partake of uh, uh, the Lord's Supper, it is a reminder to us of his sacrifice, of his shed blood, of his broken body. It was all given for us that we might know him, that we might have fellowship with him, that we might be forgiven. Amen. He did it because the law was weak. The law was insufficient. You couldn't, no man could, could satisfy the law. You know that the Jews, for every word of the Ten Commandments, they took all the letters of the alphabet that are in the Ten Commandments and they created a law from each one of them, hundreds of them. Because they, 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 just, they wanted to try to make sure that, that they were pleasing God and satisfying uh, the wrath of God, but it didn't work. It doesn't work. All of these, all of these laws, they don't work. What works is coming to Christ, coming to Jesus, being forgiven of your sins. That's what we're praying about. We are praying for numbers of people to come to the Lord this year in 2023. Amen. So would you just write their names down and make that prayer list. Put that prayer list to use here in this new year. Amen. We're going to receive communion tonight as we come to the, the close of this service tonight. And what a wonderful way to start off this first week of the new year. 
remembering what Christ has done and why he did it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So why don't you stand with me and everyone that would, would want to